0: All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And today on the show, we've got a fairly straightforward story that a lot of people can resonate with. Got the radio show, the the radio ad comes on and says, learn about real estate and you end up in the two-hour thing and then you end up in the three-day thing and then you end up with the $20,000 thing. But it really does light the fire and you know, if you stick with it, you can have a very successful career. And today on the show, I've got Alex Kirky. Kirk. Kirk. My brother's name is Kirk and, and the E kind of threw me for for a, a loop, but how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. How's
1: your day going so far?
0: Pretty good. I can't complain. You know, we had some clients raise uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars on a webinar yesterday. So, you know, it's, it's always Woo-hoo, good. To let's get the, go. Yeah, man. Uh, raising other people's money. That's that's really the best way to scale bit the business. So um, tell us a little bit more about that journey because a lot of people, they don't really, well, first of all, they don't really run the the seminars through town anymore. You kind of go on a webinar or something like that, but I th- I think it's a, it's a shame because it is fun, you know, it is educational, but there's a cost. So how did you get into it? What did you do with it? And where did it eventually lead you?
1: Yeah. Um, well, we started in real estate. Uh, I grew up reading the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books and learning that like I need to get into real estate at some point. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I, shortly after I got out of college, we were talking about just buying a uh, foreclosure house and work on it in our free time and fix it up and rent it out. And then, as you said, we heard one of those radio ads, went to a two-hour seminar, a weekend seminar, and ended up buying this course that really got us started in it. Taught us all the basics, everything that we need to know. And uh, we kind of hit the ground running. We did flips. Um, we did probably five or ten flips over the course of a year and a half, two years. And uh, picked up a couple rentals along the way. And really decided that we'd like the rentals a lot better. It's a lot more consistent income and less work than doing the flips. And since mm-hmm. each of us were doing it part-time, it made a lot more sense to just
0: focus more on the rentals. Yeah. Well, the flipping tends to be like a treadmill, you know, as soon as you turn it off or stop your feet, it'll throw you off or it's done. So, um, yeah, definitely people who are less full-time will, will navigate more towards those, those rentals. So once you, once you start establishing yourself in the rentals, then where did you go from there?
1: Well, uh. My dad was my partner, he's always been a very handy person, so he was doing all the maintenance on our rentals and handling with any troubleshooting on our larger renovations. If our contractors couldn't figure it out, then he would go in and get his hands dirty and figure it out for them and show them how it's done. Um I found that I was really good at and really enjoyed doing the paperwork and working with our tenants and working with the banks. So, I do all of our back-end work and all of our uh all of our tenant interactions. Um and as we continued to grow, we realized that uh, we had a missing piece to our team. So we we had a GC that we'd worked with several times through some of our projects, and we really resonated with him. He had similar values and similar goals in life. Uh, and we brought him on as a full partner. So now we're a three person team. Yeah, and great. it allows us to really streamline things from acquisition to uh, having the property rented out and cash
0: flowing so where do you guys primarily focus i guess first of all you're zooming in from we're in columbus ohio and that's your primary focus you're not in any other market uh than that just in the not to minimize what you're doing it's awesome but some people in the states they're they're in satellite markets and stuff like that are you mostly focused in columbus then
1: yeah we're focusing columbus uh i do all the property management for our units and i run a property management company to help other investors in the columbus ohio area
0: uh, manage their units so everything we have is in and around columbus nice so you definitely have your finger on the pulse a lot of people aren't super interested in running a property management company you got to be a particular type of like task master and your paperwork's got to be tight and the contracts have to be tight how did you how did you end up in that particular chair well,
1: uh when, when we bought our first our first rental property that was a dedicated rental was a four unit property. Uh we talked to the speaker at one of the events and asked if he knew of any good deals. And he's like, you know, my wife's actually selling a four unit property. Let's let's talk to her and see if you want it. Mm-hmm. And we bought that one and I was like, Well, maybe I should hire a property manager. I don't know if I want to do this myself because I hear all the horror stories of terrible things happening to property mm-hmm. owners and Uh, But I was like, but I can't justify the costs because we only have the one. I'll just give it a shot. And I found out that I really enjoy doing it. And I've always liked doing paperwork. Like in school, I always had the binders with everything meticulously organized. So I knew exactly where everything was for all my classes. And uh, that sort of organization really carried over to property management. I've got a binder for each of my properties with all the paperwork in it, both physically and a digital version on Google Drive. So...
0: Yeah, you have access to everything. You definitely got to be organized for that. So, how many properties do you guys have today? And then on the other side of it, how many uh, properties are you managing for other people?
1: Uh, We have 30 of our own properties that uh, we've picked up over the past five years. We're averaging about six per year pretty consistently. Um, And we've got about uh, 10 or 15 others that we manage for other people and we're actively bringing on clients. We just recently started bringing on outside clients after managing our own for several years.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like a natural progression, you know, the infrastructure you now you can uh, handle more and more, more and more as it goes. So, um, about five a year and that's collectively among the partnership and how are you guys uh, financing that stuff so far?
1: Yeah, uh, that's among the partnership that we all spend part-time in. Each of us are doing full-time work outside of it. Um, my dad is doing handyman work. Our GC is doing GC work. Um, I've got the property management, and my wife runs an exporting business that I work with as well. Um, we financed all of it through uh, private money and a little bit of hard money. Uh, we've got two main private money lenders who loan about five or $600,000 to us. And that'll do two or three projects at a time, which is what we like to have rolling all the time. Um, and then we fill with hard money if there's ever a good deal that comes up, and we don't have enough private money
0: available at the time. So, what what is your average cost of acquisition, and what is what kind of unit is that that you're you're primarily focused on in the Columbus area? Uh, we like to buy duplexes and quadplexes. We like to buy them for between
1: sixty and seventy five thousand per unit. We try to be all in between eighty and one hundred thousand per unit.
0: Okay, so yeah, I was I was like, okay, they they got five hundred thousand, but those units are a little bit capital intensive. Are you finding that, um, with these units that you're still able to cash flow these properties once you've returned the capital, or are you parking the capital, like, are you recycling that same capital, or are they invested and you're getting mortgages? How's that working for you guys?
1: Uh, we usually do a refinance, uh, after we're all done with this. So we, we do the Burr strategy. Mm -hmm. We usually end up leaving about 10 to $20,000 of our own money in each property to get our private lenders, their principal and interest. And then we recycle the money as quickly as we can. Um, we just got a refinance done recently and gave a hundred thousand dollars back to our private money lender and paid off our hard money lender on that one. And now we're, about to pick up another one that we're going to need about 85,000 of that private money back to do another deal.
0: Mhm. So you got you you've got a good process of cycling the capital and it's uh the right speed and the right pace. So what what I I like to ask when people are like got a good business and it's it's moving along what do you think is you know your competitive advantage something you find easy that other people maybe you know it's more difficult for them hmm
1: um on the management side we're a smaller company so we're a lot more responsive at this stage mm-hmm. um uh, like the clients that we've brought on recently have been excited that we get to their property quickly and can get it turned over because we have everything in house we get the gc and the maintenance on mm-hmm. staff so we're not spending a lot of time looking for contractors. That's that's all our GC does is looks for contractors and handles jobs. So mm-hmm. he's got nice. that whole piece pretty nailed down. Um,
0: right. yeah,
1: go ahead. I was going to say, uh, a lot of our a lot of our acquisitions come from wholesalers. We do lots of networking with wholesalers. We love paying them their wholesale fee to do what they do best, while we focus on what we do best,
0: which is like turning around, turning the property around, and getting it tenanted. Cool yeah so um are you guys more of a deal first money second or do you get the money all lined up and go shopping for a deal how does that usually play out for your acquisition strategy
1: uh we usually find a deal and then we and then we run it past our private lenders and we say hey we've got another deal how much money do you have available mm-hmm. um, and if they end up not having enough then we talk to a hard money lender and we have uh, HELOCs on our personal houses that we can use to fill in money while we get private money lined up if needed. Um, so we like to find the deal first and then bring the money to make it happen.
0: And that's with uh, the wholesalers that you're primarily working with, right?
1: Yep. It's a, it's a pretty quick process. Uh, once we find something that really hits our buy box, we can tell within 24, 48 hours if we're going to have the money to do it and get everything lined up and ready to go.
0: So, with all the stuff that you guys have accomplished in your real estate investing so far, what would you say is your biggest obstacle these days?
1: Uh, the biggest obstacle is probably the the real estate environment right now. That, those higher interest rates are making it, uh, it's making it so we have to find better deals to make sure that the numbers are still going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with a lot of lower income. Uh, properties, a lot of affordable housing. We work with Section Eight on about thirty or forty percent of our properties right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to make sure that the deal, after all the costs and everything, is still going to cash flow with those Section Eight numbers or with the the affordable housing
0: numbers. Now, is that a is that a focus for your business? Is the affordable housing in the Section Eight, or does that, does that just happen to be where your price point lands? Like, is that was that an active thought? Or is that just what kind of emerged?
1: Yeah, it was an active thought. Is uh one of the big reasons that that all three of us are in this business is because we want to make an impact on the world and we want to help people while making money. We want to we want to do good while doing well. Mm-hmm. So we so, focus on those affordable housing and trying to bring up those uh uh we focus almost exclusively in class C neighborhoods. Uh, or maybe a B minus is about the highest we go. We don't really go into the B, B plus and A neighborhoods. They don't work in our price point and it's not what we're trying to do. Yeah,
0: and, and with the interest rates in the direction they're going, like the cash flow is probably not there either. So yeah. Um, do you find that while you're, because there's, how do I say this? The question is, affordable housing and helping people out is sometimes not reciprocated in gratitude in that those tenants aren't necessarily appreciative in some cases of what you guys are out out there doing. Um, How do you navigate those challenges? Difficult tenants, difficult tenancies, um, and just like the business of affordable housing
1: yeah um well like you said we work with section eight a lot which at least helps with the rent coming in mm-hmm. uh generally 80 to 100 percent of the rent is guaranteed every month and then the tenant is just responsible for a smaller portion of that so that that certainly helps a lot and if they are having problems maintaining the property and being respectful and doing what they need to do then we can always say well we're going to talk to the housing authority about this, and you may end up losing your voucher, and that's a long process to get that renewed if they ever mm-hmm. lose it. Um, yeah. So that helps with those residents. And just generally speaking, we try to maintain good housing for these, uh, for all of our residents. We try to uh, improve the properties whenever we first turn a property. It costs us probably five or ten thousand dollars to do all of our updates to it to make it. Uh, we try to make them really bulletproof and uh, make it so that they. Can wear and tear much, much, much better, and they they last much longer after we've turned it once. And uh, mm-hmm. all of our residents love that we're pretty responsive to them. They all get a, a direct line to me for any sort of grievances they have. Um, they can leave me a message when it's not business hours, and our maintenance gets out there usually within twenty four to forty eight hours for almost anything.
0: Perfect. So yeah, the, definitely that voucher process. Um, seems to create some responsibility and that that if they get their voucher removed and at the process, some people just tr- stop trying to get it all together. They're just like, oh, I guess I'm on a cash. I'm a cash renter now. So definitely that does help to kind of keep the relationship in balance. Um, is the future for your business to continue to grow in Columbus Or is it in other markets? You know, you're saying that the interest rates and things like that, how do you guys plan to navigate your future uh, acquisition?
1: Well, our goal is to continue growing. Um, I have a personal goal of at least 250 units. uh, So we still got a long way of growth before that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to primarily do Columbus and we're going to slowly expand into the nearby markets and bring on more more property management personnel as needed to handle those properties. Uh Cincinnati and Cleveland are just a couple hours away. And those are also fairly large markets with pretty developed real estate mm-hmm. market that we can work in. Um, so we're planning to continue expanding. We're hoping that interest rates will come uh back in line and come down another two or three percent, and then it'll be a lot more sustainable than it is right now. We can still make them cash flow, they just don't cash flow as well as we want them to
0: hmm So how many years is it going to take to get to 250? Well, if we keep up our current speed, it's going to be about 30 years. I'm hoping we can
1: go quite a bit faster. We need to raise a little bit more private money to be able to do that, Uh, to keep turning and burning it as we go. And we like to get into larger apartment complexes. Like I said, we like two and four units right now. If we could find a solid 20 or 30 unit, then that would really speed things up. And we have all the resources we need to take that down. But the Columbus, Ohio market is pretty hard to find those larger buildings at a reasonable rate.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like, that's a, a market that people are definitely, uh, what's the word? They're definitely focused on it. There's people who, you know, once the word gets out, hey, there's, there's, good, there's good deals in Columbus. And then all of a sudden, you know, the internet passes that along. So for people to invest that kind of capital with you, um, you know, they need to know you, like you and trust you. What are you guys doing for each of uh, those categories to kind of grow your business?
1: Well, as far as getting people to know, like, and trust us, we are uh, continue to expand the property management business and provide good services to our clients. We mm-hmm. network at all of the local uh, meetup groups and uh, we're trying to be involved in the online community and spread education on on real estate, on finance, and everything in between. Um, and we're just trying to meet as many people as we can and provide as much value as we can to everyone.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now, um, if people want to find out more about you guys and and the company and they want to connect with you, uh, what should they do? Well,
1: uh, they can reach out to me. Um, my email address is alex at mfpropertygroup.com. Or they can visit our uh, our website is mfprentals.managebuilding.com. And it's got information on there about uh, working with us as a management client. And it's got all of our contact info on there. If you want to talk to us about investing with us, or if you just have questions about anything, we're happy to answer anything.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, time flies where you're having fun. And I really appreciate you letting us in on your business and how things are going. And um, I think you're going to get there. 30 years or 15 years or 10 years or five years. I mean, it's about having the vision and I think you guys are going to pull it off. So I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time, Bryce.
0: No problem. And until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.